That is some horror stuff right there, Squeeze. We're in the throes of the Halloween season. Doing our second Halloween show. Our second Halloween season, Squeeze. Well, yeah. The second Halloween show. Because, well, I don't know how to read a calendar. so um, oh. Allegedly, it is not Halloween today. Yes, you were thinking today it was It is still Halloween. a week away. Still a week away. And... Um, that's good. It gives us more time. We're going to get another Halloween episode out next week. Oh, fun. That's why I was confused last week when you said, oh, we'll get two more in then. I'm like, well, then we'll be in November. You start taking off your socks and counting your toes. Like, wait a minute. How many days? Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's been a fun season. You know, Squeezer, I started the, the Instagram about two years ago at this time. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, I'm starting this Instagram. Do you want to do a podcast? And now we're 96 in, 97 in. This is 97. 97. Yeah. 90, episode 97. But before we get into that, um, we got a few emails, didn't we? Uh, yeah, emails. Uh, I got to give credit where credit's due on the on the Instagram. Yeah, our, our, we had a, our friend Ferris Print had a pretty good observation about the Pepsi Doritos commercial. He... Um, wisely stated that in all his smugness that uh um well i'll just read you what he said exactly uh like you guys said on the show drax being a dick expecting frankenstein to furnish all the refreshments for this little shindig yet isn't satisfied and asked for dip that presumably presumably would have garlic in it which would go cause his condescending ass to go into anal phalanxis Anophalanxis? Anophalanxis? Yes, an- anophalanxis. <laughs> anaphylaxis. Anaphylaxis. Yes. Yeah, you don't want that. I know all about dips causing anaphylaxis. I, uh, uh, yeah, I was so jealous. I read them. Fuck, I could have made a hummus joke. And Wait, I could have tied it in like you and Dracula. Yeah, trying to take us both out at once. once. Garlic hummus. Kill Dracula and RK in one swoop. Ah, then just meet me and Frankenstein doing a podcast. Oh, Olive with one eye has appeared. Hi, Olive. Welcome to the show. She's being a little frisky kitty playing with a paper towel that was on the floor here. Aw. I hope she doesn't jump up on the audio board and knock the recorder down. No, that would be awful if something were to happen to the recorder. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We got a few emails, too. Uh, squeeze, I believe you got a funny People one. People listened. People yeah. listened. Uh, first of all, uh, Frisky Dingo. Um, do I apologize or just grin taking absolute pleasure, pleasure in this? Uh, I would say you do the natural and grin and take absolute okay. pleasure. Thank you. Uh, so I'm sitting on my couch minding my own business watching Chiefs Bengals game. Uh, random Bengals dude scores and does the Macarena. And then I guess ABC or whoever's carrying the game played the Macarena out the break. And uh, thanks to me, he knows now the dark history and secret of that song. 
uh, quote, thanks, random Pennsylvania person, for ruining it for me. And yes, I did dance to it at my sister's wedding. You're welcome, random Ohio or St. Louis person. Well, no, it was, a, na- it was a national game, so. Well, yeah, but if you were watching it, I would assume you're either from Ohio or... This motherfucker's put money on the Brewers. His ass gotta be from Wisconsin. <laughs> What's that from? Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. I, I, was like, I know that. Yeah. Um, um, yes, I was I watching am... that same game with the Enchantress. Enchantress is a Bengals fan uh, being born in Toledo, so... Don't you know? She talks like Bobby's mom sometimes. It's mm-hmm. adorable. Uh, but yeah, we were, I was like, did that guy just do the Macarena? And I don't remember hearing the Macarena play, but I don't, I don't pay attention. I take absolute pleasure in knowing now that I, I don't know if I ruined the Macarena for you or just knowing that anytime you hear it, you know that it, there's some darkness to it. That, and that cloud will always be over there. A big, dark squeezer cloud just floating above. Um, I got an email from Frisky Dingo too. Uh, he said, "Happy Halloween, Ryan." In the subject, and it's jarring hearing me called Ryan. Isn't it weird for you to hear that? I don't even call you Ryan. No one calls me Ryan except Enchantress when she's mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in trouble, I get called Ryan. Um, but uh, he 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 sent me. He knows my my hatred of the band Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he sent me Alabama with another <laughs> thing. I'm very uh not fond of and um uh, it was good halloween message happy halloween to ryan um and then we got another one from uh our friend uh russ bess love the show as always something nice to squeeze her yay (laughs) wanted to be the first to say it and uh russ just celebrated his birthday happy birthday russ him and Enchantress are running the Marine Corps Marathon this weekend in D.C., and I'm going to be exhausted watching them and cheering them on. Watching is hard. Oh, God. I mean... I do it a lot. They need to put more water stations for me, or or, or, or I technically beer stations for me to get, uh, you know, keep my energy up. I'm a, I get tired. I'm a tired boy. Oh, don't fall off my lap, please. There she goes. But if you're watching, don't you just... You watch them... Run past you once and then you're done? No, it's 26 miles, so it's all through D.C. So using the metro and my teensy little pea brain, I can get to multiple points and see here at random points throughout the 26 miles. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, Scotty, you're doing a marathon, too. You're just as much of an athlete. <laughs> yeah, really, I should get a medal at the end of it, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got more emails. Oh, yeah, uh, William Alvarez. Uh, again, um, I, oh, I love that I, I asked for be. nice emails and you're literally just sending, you're sending me, here is your nice email. Yeah, I, I know Mr. Alvarez is what he's going to say. And then, uh, space above and beyond for life. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Oh, you know what he's about to say? Yeah. Tell RK you guys need to do more, more YouTube, YouTube vids. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. He's uh, right. Look. He's right. I don't know. No, I don't need to tell you. He needs to tell me, and you need to tell me to get my ass in gear. You're doing them. The voiceover for the Ninja Turtles one is done. The wraparounds are I'm talking inside baseball here with television. The wraparounds are done. <laughs> I just have to finish the posting it with the pictures. I can't just put stills, Squeezer. You know I got to animate them. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm in after. I'm deep in After Effects uh, going... 
for post-production. That episode hopefully will be done before I leave to cheer in Chantrasan at the Marine Corps Marathon. Yeah, you got to get that done because by the time you're done cheering, you're going to be way too exhausted to. Yeah, I won't be able uh, to do another one. Click with your right index finger. Um, but yeah, that was uh, we got some emails. Keep them coming. Keep the nice emails coming to Squeezer. I want to see how many <laughs> we could get. How many? Just here is your nice email. Here's your nice. Here's email. your nice email. So uh, I I see that on the list. We have a bit of history. Oh yeah, uh, we're we're kind of repeating history, but it to me this is like my this is my brave star slash land stalker of Halloween. So, dear great pumpkin, I'm looking forward to your arrival on Halloween night. I hope you will bring me lots of presents. Who are you writing to, Linus? This is the time of year to write to the great pumpkin. On Halloween night, the great pumpkin rises out of his pumpkin patch and flies through the air with his bag of toys for all the children. Oh, Linus, you blockhead. Why does Linus always sound like a bitch? Mm. He is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He carries his blankie around with him everywhere. Yeah. Although, all right. I'm going to retort. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm going to retract that. I was being a chilly boy, I would love to carry my blankie around <laughs> with me everywhere I want. It's not such a bad idea. Um, but all right, what's uh, what's 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 doing with this? Uh, yeah, October twenty seventh of nineteen sixty six. This aired on uh, CBS, and it ran on CBS until like two thousand, and then ABC took over, and it still airs to this day. Uh, I looked it up for you, Squeeze. Oh, and in in which uh uh. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't well, know. This is good podcasting. I, I looked up the airing. I had a clever thought and I forgot. Now, I could I could do what we like to do and just read, like we did last week, and read the freeform uh, listing. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> but I will spare you and just tell you that it airs on Friday night, the 26th at 8 p.m. So when kids are done trick-or-treating... They'll get the because some t- some areas have trick or treating the Friday before Halloween. So weird. That's what we did when growing up. And but I know. My, we my, had the same. My grandparents' uh, house was on Halloween night proper, so we get we'd get a twofer. So it was, and then and then trick or treating the Friday before that was it, we it would combine mischief night and Halloween in one night. So mm. it was always fun. You got to stay up late and eat your candy and watch. Um, Shocktober, uh, Shocktober, New York's movie station. Uh, but uh, yeah, this. Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna watch it Friday on eight? Yeah, um, I probably will. I mean, although I did just watch it preparing for the show. You won't be able to watch it Friday at eight. I was make I was setting you up. Friday. What do we do every Friday night? Try to take over the world. No. What? What? Well, yes, but. What show did NBC have based around a certain thing that we cover for a living? And what was it called? What uh, what night ER? are what night <laughs> What night are the lights on, Squeezer? I mean, I pay my bills, so every night. Friday night lights, high school football. Oh yeah, no, it's my anniversary. I'm off. Ah. Oh, is that how you're going to spend? That's a good anniversary. 
what? Oh, that's right. I, I no, I don't live by you. I have I have trick or treat night on Halloween, like you know you're supposed to. No, I'm, I'm saying watching the Great Pumpkin, silly. Oh, I thought I thought you were also saying watching Friday Night Lights. I'm like I think it's oh, on the that is God. I love that show. That's I know you probably do. in my top three favorite television shows ever. Uh, I don't need to watch it. Then I have you know it's you can just watch online, and I got it stuffed on a drive somewhere for a little uh squeezette uh was your wedding that's on the... her mandatory uh viewing no what's that was your wedding on the 26th yes does how many years ago was that now it'll be five do you ever still watch the video just to see me in the background of your what first video? dance <laughs> the raw video oh, the one you shot that i haven't edited yet yeah the raw video the second camera yeah. our friend um, um myself and my yeah, friend there's Dougie. uh it was a two camera shoot and uh, the one camera angle, I see a camera sitting on a tripod and you like on the other side of the dance floor, just talking. To no, no, well, that, that's one. But for your first dance, I was up in your business. Oh, you were up in my biz. Yeah. But, yeah. but that footage looks fucking great. It looks Does like it? awesome. Thank it, you. I'll it check looks, it, out. it looks like uh like a presidential first dance from like West wing. Uh, yeah. If I was Taft, <laughs> Good, good presidential joke, Squeeze. Thanks. Kudos. Um, I don't know how many other fat ones there were. So. <laughs> Not many. <laughs> I think Adams was a little pudgy. I was probably more Adamsy, <coughs> short, stocky. Although I got more, got better hair. Just as angry. He was angry. He was. He was. I would be too. Yeah. I'd be too if you have to wear really high knee-high socks all the time and shit in the woods. Knickers. Yeah. So, or uh, pantaloons, I should say. Uh, all right. So, do you want to? Should we talk about our show? Uh, we can. Oh, yeah. I just want to give people a heads up. My favorite part about this whole, the whole uh, Great Pumpkin episode. Yeah. It's probably my f- uh, second favorite. Uh, first being Thanksgiving. Because you got you out of class because you got to watch it in school. Right. I love the um, Thanksgiving one because of the meal they had, like the popcorn. Yes. The uh, it made me hungry. Yeah, like it. It takes me when when I watch that, it takes me to a place, and I get hungry, and I just want to eat raw fish around corn stalks. I'm a big fan of uh, of Dinosaur Dracula. I've been for years, and I've been a subscriber to his uh, his um, fun pack boxes. It's it's basically he sends you junk every month because for twenty five dollars it keeps his site running, and mm-hmm. his, his website is great. It's it's direct opposite of us. It's updated regularly, uh, mm-hmm. but he um he sent in one of his boxes one year like recreate your own Charlie Brown Thanksgiving meal with all the accoutrement you needed to do it and then the next year he sent you a little like a lone franklin figure to sit at the table by himself <laughs> on the other <laughs> side uh, Olive, would you please stop getting in the trouble down there she's a very bad girl squeezer olive with one eye um, schmuffin um does not like her one bit. No, no, I picked up on that. Yeah, but you met Olive. She's a cutie. Yeah. Yes. No, that. she's absolutely adorable. Yeah. Um, but there is a new soundtrack out uh for, uh, Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. No way. Is it on vinyl? Uh, I'm sure it's on vinyl. That's a Baba Booey uh, thing. Uh, problem is it's so what happened was they lost the uh the original masters. Oh shit. And. So all the 
audio, uh, the the soundtrack that you have is literally just a rip of the show. Basically, uh, they pull it without, off the film mag from because they yeah, shot the without the, the dialogue. So they well they yeah they probably shot the special on film because it was in the sixties probably right. Yeah, yeah. So, so th- there's probably uh, a mag for the soundtrack and a mag for dialogue. Yeah, so it's it's soundtrack and sound effects, and then your dialogue track. They were able to. Uh, removed so it's basically like 22 minute uh track with like even like you know basically just go on youtube google the show and listen to it and that's what you get no um but yeah those i mean yeah people you know has it ever got is it shit got lost or you know people don't think anything's worth any it's the the comic book uh you know baseball card you know mentality Uh, this isn't worth anything those tapes probably hit a mag eraser and that was the end of it yeah, yeah. Now everything's gonna be in the cloud. So when it goes down, we're gonna lose everything. <laughs> at least that's at, why. That's why I still buy hard copies of my shit. Not that, like, if there's a dude, I buy like, the hardest of hard copies. I buy vinyl. All right. That's true. If, if there's like a, if there's a, a solar flare, uh, I'll still be listening to music. I'll have one of those you can, hand you crank can still, You phones. can crank that shit, and you're gonna be fine. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's squeeze. I think you're going first here. You ready for it? Ooh. Yeah, let's. Uh, we're gonna start it off fun before I get really weird and creepy. <laughs> before you get really weird and creepy. You mean on the show? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had a one long horn. One big eye, like a Mr. Shaking in the city. It looks like a purple people eater to me. It was a one eyed, one horn flying purple people eater. One eyed, one horn flying purple people eater. Sure looks strange to me. One eyed, came down to earth and he lit in a tree. I just realized, I looked over in horror, not because of the song, but because I just blew my nose and realized my uh, mic was still potted up. Oh, I uh, when when you say look over in horror, the last thing you looked over in horror once before tonight. So, Olive, get off my. She's playing. She's trying to bat around my. She's a she's a kitty. She's trying to bat around my. uh, No, do not hang on that. Olive, do not push any buttons. (laughs) Oh, good thing you don't have a posable thumb. No, seriously, if cats had opposable thumbs, we'd be effed. Because then they get swords, and then they hold them in front of their faces, and then they get all fucking powerful, and, and then they start killing mummies. Thundercats. 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 Ho! It's a good song, by the way. Did you pick this because I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan? <laughs> oh, I forgot. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're known as the Purple People Eaters. Purple People Eaters. Uh, this is just a soundtrack of us talking to uh, One-Eyed Cats. <laughs> yeah, I I have a one-eyed claw, uh, ten clawed flying little one-eyed eater. one-eyed eventually one-eyed too small to be a people eater. Yeah, she is. If only she'd devour she would have had my neck in her. Oh, absolutely. This rope by now. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, uh Sheb Woodley back in 1958. So I wanted to go back and like so it's not a Halloween song because it came out in May of 58. Uh, but it's about aliens and it's kind of, 
silly. It's uh, a novelty song, which was right. big back then. Because, I mean, how else did you get your entertainment? I mean, yes, you, you gathered around the old transistor radio. Yeah, like they had those like uh, uh, those shows where people just got up and sang and did random shit. Yeah, which, ver- vari- variety shows. Variety shows. Oh, sorry, thank you for the. <laughs> Uh, which kind of went away for a while, and now uh, seems to be in full swing because they don't cost any money because they can just take a bunch of people, throw them in front of a camera, say you're going to be famous, and people will watch. Uh, it's more infamous. Didn't didn't one of the kids from Jersey Shore? Well, one I'm sorry, one of the men from Jersey Shore just go go to prison. He's older than us. Yeah, that's so, what I mean. That's yeah. like high class shot and fraud, and there shot and fraud. Um, but so purple people eater, it's, it, it, to me, like this just resonates with childhood Halloween when it, when it was at its most fun and innocent and sweet. Um, cause this is like one of those songs that would be on like either, either the mixtape you made or the mixtape that you got, or it, it fit in so well right alongside like the Halloween songs. Right. And, uh, what do you call it? What aren't we talking about this episode? Monster Mash. Oh yeah, Monster Mash. Yeah, that's. I mean, we left that off because everyone knows that's a that's a gimme. Yeah, I don't want to be too obvious. I even felt maybe this was too obvious. Right. Um. But it it there's a whole bunch of these songs that are like the novelty aspect of it, and it's just a. It, it's a fun song. It's about an alien that wants to join a rock band. Um. And the best part is so. And according to him, according to Sheb Woodley, who, uh, by the way, he was also an actor. He did a lot of uh, a lot of westerns, which is what you did back then. Um, we need more westerns now. Yeah, I'm a fan of the genre. Yeah, me too. Tomorrow night, man. I like the. You going out? You picking it up at midnight? Oh, Red Dead Redemption comes out tomorrow too. Actually, nine o'clock. I think you can get it if you got it at GameStop or Best Buy, which I will be doing. Um, um I'm still really in the Spider-Man, so okay. Um, when when I'm does... waiting for this? I'm gonna go full Jerry on. Uh, was it Cecilia or Celia? What's that? I know, I know, it's my anniversary on Friday. But if if I get enough uh, turkey. Oh yeah, and, uh, you, you you drug to play with her toys, yeah, wine and yeah. boxed wine and turkey. That's how I'm gonna spend my box he- of wine, and heavy turkey gravy, anniversary, and I'm gonna play video games. Have the whole some time. more heavy gravy. Um, <laughs> see, uh, Enchantress bought me Spider Man, and this is why she's. There's many reasons why she's the perfect woman, but she mm-hmm. enjoys watching me play. Well, I'll I'll play it and I'll give you a heads up. But if you like watching people play, this is supposed to be like the most cinematic thing ever. Yeah, she's so. she's knows about it, but I I'm I want to play Spider Man because. Jake is further than me, and that's not fair. And fucking that little dickhead Travis at work, this child has defeated the entire game, and I'm at I'm like five percent completion. It took me about three solid days to beat Kingpin. You're you're talking about uh, a kid that, in his entire free time, plays with a joystick, and when he's at work and gets paid, he plays with a joystick all day. So. Yeah. Right. Yep. To be fair, I do too. <laughs> um, anywho, purple people eater. So, so the the I, the genesis of the song comes from apparently uh, Sheb Woodley, a friend, a kid's friend of his, a friend's kid's friend, 
so so hot um the, his buddy's kid came in and told him a joke he goes what has one eye uh one horn flies and eats people and that is uh it's a one-eyed one-horn flying purple people eater oh yeah, yeah it's, that's you had to be there it was the it was the fifties. It it was innocent and horrifying at the same time. Oh, beef. Yeah. Um. So he heard this and he's like, "Oh, that's funny. I'm gonna write a song." And an hour later, he comes out with a Purple People Eater. One hour, it, huh? It was just like Brian Wilson uh, on on Pet Sounds. Just yeah, except like uh, without uh, the deep mental illness and. Lysergic. Floating in a pool on acid. Yeah, lysergic yeah. acid. Yeah, or however you pronounce that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this song it was it was a hit. It was fun. The video was was cute. Like, cause it was they did it live on TV because they had to you know right. fill those airwaves at some point. There's like a little alien in the tree, and um, and I can I consider it a uh, Halloween song because they used to play the movie on Disney Channel during Halloween all the time. Ah, yes, the Neil Patrick Harris vehicle. Yes. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a fun song. It's a hot to me. Yeah, it, it you know, exemplifies Halloween. It's a, a goofy, silly song that you would sing while, um, you know, like at a party or something. It's it's that sweet and innocent aspect of Halloween. Yeah, right. Yeah, a sock hop squeezer, not a party. I'm sorry. Yes, a sock hop. Uh, so speaking of, you said this is a novelty song. Speaking of novelties, uh, here's a little song from Silver Shamrock Novelties. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween. Halloween, happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. So, Squeeze, I'm sorry I threw you a curveball here. This wasn't on my list, so you didn't get to do your research on this. You don't know where this is from, do you? Oh, I absolutely do. Really? And where, where do you think it's from? Olive. I'm going to strangle this cat soon. Uh, Halloween 3, Season the Witch, silly. Oh, it sounds like you... It sounded... I, I can't be sure, but it, it sounded like you typed on the S-I-L-V-E-R-S-H-A-M-R-O-C-K keys on your keyboard. <laughs> you wouldn't happen to be on Google.com, would you? <laughs> No, I know. I know. Squeezer doesn't like horror movies, so I didn't expect him to know this one. This is such a, such a weird song. Hey, I want everyone to appreciate the Foley work I just did there. That was good. That was good. We had that joke planned, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but really, uh, you've never but seen... But no, when you first played it for me, I had no idea what the hell I was listening to. Right. It's It's weird. But this is from uh, Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, the one Michael Myers, the one Halloween movie that does not have Michael Myers. John Carpenter originally uh, intended all the Halloween sequels after two to be uh, uh, 
stories that are 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 that tell a story. They're like an anthology that each tells. Ow, fucking olive! Jesus Christ! I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> Get my cable out of your mouth and your claws out of my arm. No, not again. Oh, she's she's such a little fucking bastard. She's so cute. Language. It's a family show. I know. Language. I'm sorry. Ida might be listening. Oh, no, she's on my lap. I'm petting her now. She's okay. She's purring. Um, <laughs> sorry. So he was intending it to be a, a Halloween anthology where each each Halloween sequel would be telling a different story about Halloween night and like a different ancient one. And this was the first using like the witchcraft story of the ancient. That's why Silver Shamrock, you think St. Patrick's Day, you think Ireland, because most of the Halloween holiday tradition and lore is rooted in Celtic lore, like um, Sam Hain, who was the pumpkin-headed ghost in real Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, and the movie does a really good job at explaining that. And I love this movie. It's, it's, a, it's a really popular sequel uh, for people who, who love the Halloweens and Squeezer. I, w- I would go as far as to say you, it's not scary enough that you wouldn't be attracted from it. Will you come over and watch it with me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'd watch it under a big blanket with a big hot cups of hot cocoa. With marshmallows? Uh, of course. Real marshmallows are the ones that come in the powdery pack. The powdery cereal type. All right, get over here. <laughs> um, so this song, it sounds familiar to you, doesn't it? The melody? It does. Well, this... Back in the day, horror movies pr- like prided themselves in being low budget. Even today, they're really you really don't spend a lot of money. I think they made the latest Halloween for eleven five. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, it was a small budget. What the hell did Jamie Lee Curtis work for? Free? Uh, she's got that Activia money. Yeah, you don't need a lot of money to do a hol- uh, horror movie, but um, a London Bridge is falling down is in public domain. Mm-hmm. So London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling mm-hmm. down. So they just took that and made happy, ah. happy Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. And oh, so you're saying that uh, most uh, producers uh, con- concern themselves about that when uh, using audio on their on their shows? I always find Squeezer good uh-huh. ways. I I no one knows how to stretch copyright copyright law as a producer than me mm-hmm. i live on the fair i live on the gray line of fair use you know that uh, there are shades of gray <laughs> and i i li- like to live in those shades i don't like to be exactly one shade uh but you, every time i explain it to you you're like well yeah, you're right <laughs> I don't know if it'll hold up in a court of law, but there, you know how many shades there are to a lightsaber. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you know, if it was a found sound that I recorded on my phone and then manipulated, so we're, we're getting we're getting deep on these people here. This is this is inside stuff. So, um, I call it, get that cable out of your mouth. She's such a rapscallion. Show her Christmas vacation. 
<laughs> I know, right? Well, this she's, she's chewing on my. It's like a PSA for cats. She's chewing on the ca- the cable that connects my three hundred fifty dollar Bose Quiet Comfort headphones to the, and it's a proprietary cable. You know what I mean? You can't just use any cable. Sure. Uh, to the, to the recorder to make sure we're recording. But that, are we? Well, that doesn't that that doesn't necessarily work. Uh, yeah, we're thirty two minutes in. So. Um, in the movie, Squeeze, uh, Silver Shamrock Novelties creates these three Halloween masks that are huge sellers. Uh, a pumpkin head, a, a skeleton head, and a witch. And um, they have these little tags on them that, when activated by this commercial, will, will open, will basically kill the kid, open the portal to hell in their face, and like bugs and snakes will crawl out of it. Oh, that's unpleasant. They're trying to invoke the old child uh, sacrifice ritual of Samhain. And the movie ends on a cliffhanger where the doctor who's investigating this whole thing is calling the TV stations, trying to get them not to play the commercial. And two of the three stations uh, uh, say technical difficulties, but the third one, let go. The third one, you don't know. It starts playing it, and then it just cuts the credits. So it's pretty cool. Oh, snap. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the three iconic, ah, fuck, Olive. Just tried to climb up on the chair by putting her claws in my arm. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> she's a kitten. She's five months old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's naturally programmed to destroy you. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. It looks like a mini Freddy Cougar just took a slice out of my arm. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't wait till you're asleep tonight and, like... Olive just comes and like just sucks you in through your bed, and just a spurt of blood comes flying up and hits the ceiling. Eats my face, yeah. So, uh, the the famous masks are what this movie's known for. Um, and there was even a little homage to it in the latest Halloween movie, uh, Olive. No, and there is. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our friend uh, Chance Raspberry uh, with his little Billy cartoon. We we had him on the show back in January squeeze room um mm-hmm. he's trying to uh, uh raise money to get little billy going and he's got a short he's working on a halloween short that's based on season of the witch and uh if check out his his uh instagram page little billy he's got a little short with uh um happy happy halloween 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 happy happy halloween little billy and he's selling prints of the three masks also the three mcboo pails I saw those. Yeah, and um, uh, the three cereal monsters, too. So he's selling those three sets and um, doing a lot of cool stuff, trying to raise money to get his his cartoon that's going to be so freaking cool. So check out Chance's Instagram page. I'll make a post on it on radiers.com tonight so everyone could go check it out. Go to radiers.com and check out all of Chance's stuff to get to his his pages. Uh, I mean, that's how deep... Season of the Witches for us Halloween fans. We're all, if you're a true Halloween fan, you love Season of the Witch. Even though I'm so jealous. There's no Michael Myers. Uh, Yeah, you're jealous that my mom tortured me by making me watch horror movies as a kid? I'm jealous that I'm a pussy. I'm a pussy too. I just, I just like them because I've seen them. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's all I have on Silver Shamrock. Uh, let's go to your next pick.
at what point does Phil Collins start singing? Uh, it's Peter Gabriel. Oh, Peter Gabriel. I'm mixing up my Genesis lead singers. Yes, but you do hear Phil Collins right now. What? Drums? Yeah. No way. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, five years, even after they uh, broke up, he uh, he and uh, good old Peter got together uh, for this album, which was, uh, believe it or not, the album was called Peter Gabriel. Uh, I think the third one, maybe it was the Melt album, is the Melty one. Uh, and this song is Intruder, 1980. And to me, it's just, it like, it sounds like, the beginning of it, it sounds like something off of, like, a Halloween tape. Yeah, it does, yeah. It's creepy, and, it's and the whole song is creepy. And believe it or not, the, the sound that you heard at the beginning was actually, like, in the song, it's, like, it's supposed to be, like, a glass cutter. That was not my squeaky, squeaky chair that you hear throughout the show. <laughs> that was. Um... But yeah, this, it's all about this guy that like this guy doing B and E's and breaking not just breaking into a house to steal stuff. This guy breaks into a house because he gets off on it. This guy loves it, and it's just really creepy. Really? Um, like the 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 verse. Uh, I like to feel the suspense when I'm certain you know I am there. I like you lying awake, your bated breath charging the air. I like the touch and smell of all the pretty dresses you wear. That's a fucking creepy song. Right, I would have called, I would have dialed 9-1 and wait for him to, like, talk to me again and hit the final one. Uh, oh, sh- What is this? This is a xylophone solo. What the? Oh, just, it just broke out there. Oh yeah, I, I I cropped it off at two thirty for uh, size sake. Well, you're a sweet boy. Yeah. Spoilers. Now you know my third pick. Um. Yeah. So so here's the cool thing about the song. Um. I mean, he was always like ahead of his time doing his thing, and he brought uh, Phil Collins in to do um, all the drumming on it. But he had like one rule, and he's like, he doesn't want any metal on the album so like no symbols so they had to find a way to make like the drums pop more and like add more to it wait no so, metal didn't we just hear a xylophone solo i i don't know what's a xylophone made out of Is it metal know. well let me look it up i'm not a music man xylophone if oh, i would i could no, we're wrong you know what xylophone stands for um, hang on. Xylo meaning so xenomorph is like an alien is from alien. So xylo so and phone means phone, so alien phone. Close. Wooden sound. So it's a wood instrument. We're wrong. Oh, it's there's, the name. there's no there's no metal. Alright, never mind. Continue. My all my entire knowledge like of legit like music knowledge is all I know is Lisa needed a number two and a half read. And you couldn't get it for her. Which uh, I've been informed by Mrs. Squeezer that uh, there was absolutely no need for her to have that. That She could have had a much more simple read. I don't know how it works. She's a saxophonist herself back in the day. So. Saxophone. 
saxophone. But I wouldn't give to hear it play one more sweet note. <laughs> uh, Homer. He's a peach. Um, But where were we? Oh, yeah, xylophone oh, solos. Xylophone, yeah. Oh, no, Phil. So, yeah, they came up with this concept of gated reverb. Yeah. And that's how you hear, like, why the drums have that, that pop that almost sounds synthetic. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so they're able to, like, isolate each individual drum without it getting, like, muddy and stuff. I don't know how they do it. I'm not a, I'm not a sound guy. Um, and I don't know anyone that is. Um, <laughs> Sick but it's basically they created the sound and, and Phil's like, hey, can I get a credit on this? Because... Like, it was him and, like, the engineers. Like, Peter Gabriel said, hey, make something for me. Uh, and, and they did. So Phil got uh, credit and, like, rights to use that in his work. And basically, this created the genesis sound of the 80s. Like, all those songs that you know, uh, you know, the, the, that, that, that real heavy, uh, just isolated drum sound uh, came out of this song. Really? Mm-hmm. That was huge. That Like, that became, like, a, a huge sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was all just them in somewhere England, because I don't know where towns are there, uh, just working out of a studio, just trying to figure it out. But the, sound, the song itself, even though it's not a Halloween song, per se, and it's not one that you hear, it's, it's not Thriller on Halloween, it's just, it's creepy. I mean, it's the POV of a guy that just gets off, you know, being a creep. Where it comes from to write this, I don't know. Yeah, Someone should probably go talk to him about this. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe we could just talk to someone who has some of those same tendencies. Squeezer, where does it come yes. from to write a song like this? Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> you're just curious what other people do. In oh, wait, I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, the creepy song, good good pick. Um, Thanks. I have a lot of th- this next pick of mine has a really. I'm gonna play a lot of it because it's creepy as shit, and then I'm going to go into a long explanation about why this band and particularly this song and two albums um, are uh, are uh, really spooky. But uh, here's my next pick. This tape recounts a dream which occurred close to the termination of approximately 400 hours of intensive individual therapy. Now the patient recounts her dream. I had this dream early this morning and I wrote it down. The dream is that I'm I'm in some sort of a, uh, and I'm in a hotel, and it's, I'm like at a convention or something. And um, I feel sort of almost uh, like there's too much going on. There are all different kinds of meetings going on, stuff on experimentals, like in therapy, chemical aspects. You know, and I'm, while I, I don't mind having all this going on inside of me, and it's, it's sort of, 
think I'm going to be relieved when it's over and I can sort of settle back down. This song is called Lit Me Up by Brand New. Now, I got a lot to say about this band and how, how I feel. They have some of the spookiest music ever made. So, say what you. All right, I'm going to start this off by saying I understand that um, Jesse Lacey uh, kind of did some creepy stuff with maybe underage girls. The Me Too stuff. I get that. That's horrible. And I understand why you might think brand new. But also brand new is a very important band to me. Um, Squeeze, you know the band, right? Yes, I do, actually. They uh, put out an album in uh, 2006 called The Devil and Gods Are Raging Inside of Me. I saw them. I've seen them perform this album tip to tail, uh, every song, uh, live. I love this 54-51, and this this album to me, the devil. And this song that we're listening to isn't on this album, but um, we'll get there. This album, the devil and God are raging inside of me. It's got the creepiest cover. It's got the little girl around the corner of the house, the two guys in the cloaks with the masks on, the demon and skeleton masks on. Mm-hmm. Sure. I have Ben Cooper style versions of those masks. Uh, I'm a collector. I've, I think I showed them to you, right? I, yeah, I've seen them. So I feel like this album is like the perfect soundtrack that Devil and God are Raging Sun to like a horror movie that's never been done. And when they wrote it, uh, Lacey was suffering from depression and uh, they, they, ha- they suffered a lot of like loss of family and friends due to death uh, around the time. So they really like dove into that and tried to like harness it for this album and it's probably like their masterpiece it's one of the best albums ever so then they released a few other but then it was forever until they released their last album which they keep claiming was coming out and then out of it's nowhere, like youtube content yeah like youtube content out of nowhere uh they updated their website that um the fifth album was shipped on uh, ship on vinyl on limited quality, and uh, on August seventeenth of two thousand seventeen, a CD containing one sixty-one minute long track was shipped to people with pre-ordered limited edition vinyl, which I have. Um, and the track was entitled forty-four point five nine zero two n one zero four point seven one four six w. This is the coordinates of the Devil's Tower. That monument in Wyoming mm-hmm. uh, that was the setting of Close Encounters of the Third Time. There was no um, no other track listing, uh, and there was a booklet with quotes uh, uh, from HAL 9000 versus Pool Chess Match uh, from the 2001 Space Odyssey movie. Super creepy. 
and then I put it put it in, and this was the first. It's, it starts with this song, with the woman explaining her her nightmares of the different personalities and voices in her head, and then this super creepy song uh, starts it all off. Is this not like some of the creepiest music you ever heard? I yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like creepy. I like low. I like I I get I. I Pre-order Nine Inch Nails Ghost, which is pretty... Oh, I should have put, pulled something from that. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, yeah, this let's is... start over. Yeah, it's, all right, let's, one more time. Uh, this is off the album Science Fiction. It's the first song called Lit Me Up. Um, and I find it amazing. And if, if you really want to have like a creepy... Like if you're driving around in, in, in the next week and you want something creepy to be your soundtrack for Halloween that's not like typical put on the devil and God are raging inside of me from tip to tail. Uh, night driving soundtracks are the best. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my last pick. Um, squeeze you ready for your next pick. Yeah. I want to say this is, I think this is the first, is this number one? This might be the, the first Halloween song. Maybe could be, here we go. I put a spell on you Because of mine Stop the things you do Oh, good song. Hey, Schmuffin. <clears throat> I put a spell on you. Screaming Jay Hawkins. Um, 1956. Um, yeah, a lot of people credit this as, like, the first, like, uh, creepy kind of Halloween song. I wouldn't call it a novelty Halloween song. Um, I mean... Sure. Uh, Rolling Stone had it's in the top, you know, like 300 of the 500. I think it's like 250 or like in there, like greatest songs of all time. I love this song. Just it was, on its own, I love this song. I love it. Performed by the Sanderson Sisters in Salem, 1993. Uh, yes, I was. I even I questioned even picking this because I assumed that you were gonna pick Bette Midler to sing this. You know, uh, um, I believe she does still in concert. You know. I, I, ne- I believe she does. Well, I know. I think she does. Absolutely. <laughs> and she comes out dressed as Winifred. Oh, that's pretty cool. That is. She gave her credit for that. <clears throat> she loves the fact that she did this movie. It's her, her, her Hocus Pocus. Uh, uh, I mean, this song has been covered ad nauseum. Uh, CCR, uh, Nina Simone uh, cracked the top 20 with it. I think he... Uh, Hawkins never did. Uh, this wasn't as big of a hit at the time. How how did uh, we pick any CCR songs, by the way? That's true. Yeah, they they've got some spooky songs. Yeah. Um, I think uh, they're not spooky themselves. It's the backdrop they're against can kind of. Yeah, that's true. It's I'll, a combination that. of that context. Uh, the animals. Uh. Uh, Tim Curry. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Annie Lennox, uh, I know she does it a lot, uh, even now. 
I think. Uh, yeah, this song was huge. Originally, uh, is a cool little story. This it wasn't what it was. This wouldn't even be a uh, a Halloween song like the way. So it, it's a Halloween song in the sense that, you know, like you put a spell on you and, it, you know, you have that like witchcraft kind of thing to it. Also, if you look at Hawkins stage performance. Uh, not necessarily at when the song hit, but uh, like a little later, he is brought out on stage uh, in a coffin. And then he like there's smoke and he comes out of the coffin and he has like uh, uh, bones underneath like his nose like a witch doctor and he he is henry a smoking skull like on a staff while while he's playing there um that wasn't always the case uh and he had like this big like leopard like uh, uh coat and stuff it was real over the top stage performance like the real first like uh shock rock kind of uh really just put it over the top as far as like performances go Originally, it was <clears throat> this song was like a slow blues song. Oh yeah, I put a spell on you. Uh, you know, it's because you're mine. It, it's a a nice romantic slow bluesy uh, love ballad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Arnold Matson, uh, a record exec, went in the recording studio and got Hawkins and the band just shit faced. And this is the version that they recorded and it's the version that you all know. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like all like, and there was like all the grunting and screaming and, and the, uh, 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 what's the word that you, when you don't, uh, insinuation. Thank you. Uh, like all that. This song was banned on uh, radio play <gasps> in its original version. Like, and I know, you know, you talk about it. like like now it's like this innocent, sweet little song. But the way you just grunt and scream, I mean, it was dirty. It was dark. You could either look at it from a, a sexual point of view, like, oh, he's grunting or you know, like the religious point of view. Oh, it's like devil worship and voodoo. Um, yeah, they had to do a couple edits and stuff. Uh, and now it's, you know, it's legendary to alcohol. The cause and solution to all of life's problems. All of life's problems. Yes. Uh, thank God for booze, because I absolutely love this song. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he performed He performed it with Arsenio. Doesn't get more radier than that. No, oh, I know. Whoop, 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 whoop. That's pretty dope. Uh, good pick. I love that song. All right, here's, here's my last one. I kind of went into kind of fringe but my next this one is this one's very much on on message Killer Clowns, Squeezer. Nice. Killer Clown March from a little so- a movie called. Um, did we just lose it? I don't know. I'm here. It's doing. Oh, I'm sorry, it's doing its thing. Uh, it's uh, it's a short song, 
But uh, it, it's 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 from the Killer Clowns from Outer Space, a Universal MGM picture. 1988, composed by John Massari, uh, Giovanna Massari. Um, he hasn't really worked on anything too spectacular other than Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So this movie, my that's pretty spectacular. That's pretty spectacular. My mom, uh, I told you how my mom made me watch a lot of horror movies when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. The one in particular that scared the bejesus out of me the most was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now Enchantress and I watch it, and it's it's fun. Like it's it, you could yeah. tell how campy it is. So, like I said, uh, we went to Universal um, Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. The I think the coolest thing there was the. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, they had them just on the street walking with the JoJo's ice cream. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. And they, were, they were playing this song, and then the Killer Clowns, like by the Dickies song, which I was going to pick, but I wanted to pick a less on the nose one because if you hit them on the nose, they die, obviously. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, I see what I did there. Apparently, uh, rumor is sci fi, uh, which is owned by NBC Universal, which I believe has the rights to this, is. Is going to make a sequel for sci-fi. No shit. Major TV sequel. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could really do it right. You don't need special, a lot of special effects to do it right. Like Mm -hmm. I I said, like if you want to do a Ghostbusters movie proper, make all the special effects look like they did back then. Thank you again. My biggest problem with that movie. To Uh, uh, the the gimmicky guns. Yeah, I hated that too. That was Uh, the gimmicky guns. And the the all the CGI shit just way way too much. It kind of took me out of it. Right. So television's perfect because they won't have the budget to go crazy. They yeah. could use the same like costumes and masks to make the killer clowns, mm-hmm. and they do like a real proper sequel. That would be fun. I can't wait. You know what? Uh, sorry, I don't mean to interject. This just occurred to me. Um, so basically, you're talking about a made-for-TV movie. Yes. And there used to be, and and still is, um, a uh, what's the word? Stigma attached to that, right? But go on Netflix, go on Amazon, go on who anywhere where they're producing their own content. How is it any different? No, it's not. I don't think the stigma is there anymore, especially no. like when Steve Carell and. Um, What's the girl from Legally Blonde? Shit. Uh, Reese Witherspoon just came to me. Uh, just Reese got Witherspoon. just got uh, swooped done by Apple to make a movie, a TV show about a a um, morning show, a drama. So, <clears throat> like, people aren't like shying from Ooh. television the way they used to. Yeah. It well. But even TV shows, but the the made for TV movie, still like they were drawing stars to TV for a while now. the The problem is the made for TV movie. You get that uh, lifetime Hallmark movie kind of right, which are super feel. popular. So like people watch yeah, all fifty seven of those. They pump out every fucking season. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. If you have not seen it, give it a watch. It's fun. I don't think you'd be too scared from it, Squeezer. No, 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 not anymore. I remember when I first saw it, I was, I was terrified. Yeah, well, and I couldn't. You, it was I barely. You weren't six years old when you first saw it. 
No, I, I, I it was out driving to work. I was terrified the whole way. Yeah, I was six, and I thought I was going to get turned into a uh, a uh, cotton candy cocoon. So I apologize. That's why I was so off yesterday. <laughs> oh, I was wondering where you're going with that. It was a long, loopy setup, but it got there. Well played, sir. Well played. Uh, all right, here's your next pick, Squeeze. Again, again, not a Halloween song. But this creeped me the fuck out as a kid. Nothing like some Pink Floyd to scare the children. Yeah, I, I in hindsight, I, I timed it out, you know, with the the lyrics, the only lyric uh, in the song. I, I should have back timed it a little bit more because it's the first like three minutes that's really creepy before it kicks in. Right. I mean, to be fair, <clears throat> I I don't rule against this because The Wall might be one of the scariest Halloween movies ever made. You think so? You know what? That's a good point. That movie is creepy as shit. The marching hammers down the street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this it's freaking creepy. Yeah. No, it really is. And when did I first see that? I was probably 12. So, yeah, that's... um, I mean, Pink Floyd's like one of my my all-time number one and my favorite band. Um... Grew up on it, Dad introduced... Like, it was this and Dire Straits is what I grew up on. Um, but when I found this, I'm listening... And I originally found it... So, uh, or- this is originally off of um, Metal. Uh, the 71 album. But this was a big hit throughout the years. And uh, was on the Delicate Sound of Thunder live album. The double CD that came out. And that was the first one that, like, I found in my dad's collection that I was listening to, and I heard this. And to me, like, I'm a scared little kid, and I hear this, and uh, when they say uh, in the uh, uh, modified uh, in the in the voice, uh, one of these days I'm gonna cut you into little pieces. But the way it just sounds, I'm like, oh, it it it, it almost sounds like it, you're saying it backwards. Right. I, I I was reading in the processing that went into doing it, and like to us, it's one of those things. Now is we would record this, tweak a few things here and there, and add a you know just drag and drop an effect to it, and it would do that. But back in these days, there's actually like engineering that went in to create the sound. Um. And. Uh, so I'm like, oh, it's like the devil talking backwards. And I was mortified at first when I heard this. Uh, then I realized it was actually Nick Mason, the drummer from Pink Floyd, uh, saying that. And it was actually aimed at uh, uh, Sir Jimmy Young, who is a DJ that they didn't get along with. So they basically openly threatened him in a song. Uh, 
But I mean, I love this album. I love this song. I mean, that's but, what that's what it was all about back then, threatening DJs who wouldn't play your music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, this is also '71, so like they were known, they were fairly big. But I mean, this it, I mean, it was still two more years before Dark Side of the Moon came out, and everyone's like, oh yeah, that band. Uh, but yeah, there's almost like four minutes of buildup until that, and then it kicks in. And in that buildup, it's just long, slow, creepy riffs that, I mean, you hear throughout all of it. I mean, it's no 15 minutes of Shine On You Crazy Diamond buildup and kind of stuff, but uh, oh, it's just, it was awesome. This was like the first song that I heard that really like creeped me out. Um, and I, we don't get enough Pink Floyd in the show. And That's true. I don't think we've talked about them at all. No, I'm gonna make a note because we gotta talk about the wall sometime. The wall and um, we just talk about the wall and uh, the Who's Tommy, mm-hmm. and find like and all those rock operas. Oh, rock operas will do it. I was obsessed. I'm, I'm I'm obsessed now with uh, like people dis- watching YouTube videos of people discovering Queen because it just blows my mind. Like, it's like, oh, my God, everyone's listening to Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time. What are you talking about? You didn't see Wayne's World? God. Yeah, exactly. Even even if you didn't hear the song before and uh, was it first introduced I, to I, it by Wayne's World? I was. I, I like was. to think not, but... Uh, I was, for completely. Not We Will Rock You. Obviously, we knew that. But Bohemian Rhapsody, I was introduced to by Wayne's World. 100%. I think I heard it before. I'm sure I heard it. My dad was... Big Queen. Yeah. Although my dad wasn't a huge Queen fan. Hmm. He was a blues, southern rock kind of guy. He liked his Clapton. And then, like, yeah, Pink Floyd does his one weird standout that he was all into. Um, yeah, he was a big Mark Knopfler fan, like I said. Loved his Dire Straits. <laughs> he loves uh, Doobie Brothers, right, too? Yeah, I was a Doobie Brothers fan. I I didn't see. I saw Doobie Brothers what three times now. Yeah, they're coming back back to our town um, soon. Back I I, I, I saw them twice. Got paid to see them once. You should put in because uh, I'm doing that show on Sunday. They're here. Ah, nah. We'll get you on there. I, no, I got to build a family feud set. That's two weeks. Wrong. What do we talk about calendars? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um. All right. Good. Good pick. It got us. Uh, got the wheels turning on a future episode, perhaps. Uh, here is. This is a little rehash, but here's my. I love this next one. Dig it. Dig it. Dig it. Dig it. Check it out. Some people hear it, some people fear it Spirit, some people just won't go near it Show us I'm me and you should know you're you The spirit is the key to unlock the true you Spirit, some people hear it, some people fear it Spirit, some people just won't go near it Show us I'm me and the skies are blue The Ghostbusters are back and all brand new Come on, huh. Dougie Fresh, man uh, You know what? So, yeah, researching this I was afraid to step on a few things and it kind of bummed me out that we we did a Q&A show last year for Halloween. 
Yeah. And and we talked a lot about this, and I know you played a bunch of Ghostbuster clips. Yeah. I'm glad we don't give a damn that we already talked about because it's just everything Ghostbusters. I I hope you have more ready to go. I, I mean, I, I could pull it up and play them all. I love the Ghostbusters 1 and 2 soundtracks, and they're so oh. different. Yeah. Uh, but Especially for the time, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, they really want, like, New York City hip-hop on the Ghostbusters 2 with Dougie Fresh and Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. And it worked. And uh, Run DMC, I believe, does uh, the, the soundtrack. It really worked. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm a... I, I hate to say Ghostbusters 2 apologists because I don't think there's any need to apologize. I love the movie. But, uh, I mean, other than putting them in jail, no. What? I love the putting them in jail. No, I mean, I, I'm... What? I, I'm IRL. Like, it's... Uh, oh, yeah, you, yeah, love, you never, love it too, right? That's just bad politics. So, which uh, in, in in real life, right now, if we had ghosts and we had Ghostbusters, they would also end up in jail as scapegoats. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry, and, escape goats. And Vigo would be running the country. Wait a minute. We haven't compared. Listen, I, this isn't political at all. No, but. no, no. Vigo would try to steal uh, bonds from a uh, skyscraper in L.A. That's true. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know why people hate Ghostbusters 2. It's a great movie. I love it. it should, I Wait, mean, I'm sorry. This is something new to me. People hate Ghostbusters 2? People do, yeah. We've talked about this. People shit all over it all the time. I don't... What is wrong with you people? Yeah, I know. It's not Temple of Doom. And after Crystal Skull, Temple of Doom is fantastic. Well, I always like Temple of Doom, Squeezer. I'm not going to... Well, okay. yeah, but I mean, it, it's fun, but I'm looking at it from, I mean, it's not Raiders. No time for love, Dr. Jones. Listen. And to be fair, it's I'm It's not Raiders, sure but I, the best Indiana Jones Last is Crusade. Last Crusade. I saw Last Crusade before I saw Temple of Doom. So did I. And I saw that Last... kind of set, uh, Last Crusade sets the bar pretty damn high. I'm going to blow your mind. I saw Last Crusade before I saw the Ark. Oh, no, I had Ark on beta. That yeah. was like... Last, my dad did, but I, my first Indiana Jones experience was in the theaters with Last Crusade. Do you really buy that whole theory that, like, regard, like he's unimportant to the show, the whole movie, because regardless, they would have opened it and been killed? Um, that's a good one. I didn't even think of that. I didn't hear that. That's a good point. Oh, yeah, that's a big internet theory. That's a whole, I'm pretty sure there's a Reddit thread all about that. But to me, it's, you know, it's about the journey. What's your Not favorite indie movie? My favorite? Yeah. Oh, uh, Last Crusade. For Last sure. Crusade. Okay. I, I think everyone's the Last Crusade. And and to me, like my favorite, if you had to pick top three cinematic moments ever, it's them riding off in the sunset to them. I just I I pull that up and just watch it sometimes, just because it's awesome. Here, here's all right. We're gonna I'm gonna do some tangenting right now, Squeeze. Last night I was I was, I was you know I'm a big fan of get your bingo cards out. Um, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to an episode and they're talking about some stuff and I was, wa- I was looking at videos on YouTube and I was watching, then I, I got into a rabbit hole watching like Hogan entrance videos for WWE. Uh-huh. His theme song, by the way, 
His theme song for WCW was fucking garbage. Don't come at me. Or come at me. Go ahead. And I didn't give a shit about Voodoo. I love Voodoo Child as a song, but Hogan coming out to uh, Real American by Rick Derringer is the only Hulk Hogan I want to know exists. If you oh, agree, sure. Probably. So I'm listening to him like, you know what? This should fuck. This should take the place of the national anthem. That's how much that song is awesome. Real American. Look, I have no issue. I mean, look, I want to call America. Uh, and and for someone that is, uh, I'm I'm not gonna proclaim myself in any way, but I I would say God Bless America is a better song than even the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, but I, I don't like God Bless America. I prefer Real American. I'm a real American. I fight for the rights of every man, plus women. But like that's <laughs> do we have to put an asterisk in there? <laughs> well, I mean, when you say when you say it like that, you realize you're making a rhyme, and, and women are included. Uh, fight for what's right. Fight for my life. That should be the national anthem. How awesome would it be to watch the Olympics, and and, and have, as the flag's being raised, you hear. Real American. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. I mean, you know what? It's not hard to do. No. Right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll do. I'll, I'll make an edit and maybe put it on. Put it on. Um. And and just see. You gotta. You gotta hit YouTube. the. You gotta hit the beats. You gotta get to the MGM lion roar. Uh, if we're gonna go back and do a little more Pink Floyd references. But yeah, <laughs> sync that shit up. Yeah. So, uh, Dark Side of the Moon syncs up with Wizard of Oz, just like. Did you ever do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of marijuana. Oh, no. I was stone. I was probably 14 when I did it. Mm. And and I'm sure there's some, like, people out there, like, yeah, I was high at 14. I'm like, well, I was a pussy at that point. No, we didn't. Man, or sir. Smoking pot. Uh, I I was a good boy for quite some time. There is nothing, for me, like, watching a video of Hogan coming out to that song and the crowd popping like crazy. Like that gives me goosebumps still, and then like watching him oh, pose, yeah. I never realized he teamed with, because I stopped kind of watching. I didn't realize he teamed with Edge, and like later years, they won the tag team titles, and then like he was a childhood idol of Edge, and then he they did you know Hogan most pose, they did mm-hmm. like a a Hogan, a Hogan pose off at the end with Edge, is and then I watched him with Shawn Michaels, probably my two favorite wrestlers of all time, Shawn Michaels and and. Uh, Hulk Hogan. That might be the the biggest bummer out of all pro. I pro wrestling would be completely different right now if, if Edge stayed healthy. I know, right? Yeah, poor Edge. It would have changed everything. Edge was great, but still, I you know I still love The Rock. I still love Stone Cold. Uh, sure, but like there, he would still be active to this day Edge, and absolutely running the show. Yeah, it but now he's completely. doing a podcast with Christian, and uh, I just started getting into that, and it's really good. Oh no, it's great. I just. Also, and at the time too, I was a hater. I'm not gonna lie, I was a hater. Oh, I loved Edge. Um, and Christian, Edge and Christian were two of my favorites. Yeah. But no, let me let me give a shout out too to two current wrestlers who I don't really know their work, but um, they do a sh- uh, podcast all about collecting old wrestling figures. They're about our age, squeeze. Um, Zach Ryder, I think, and yeah, Cur- Curtis Hawkins. Yeah. Oh, no, no. His Instagram is awesome. Yeah. Uh, they have a, a podcast called Major uh, Wrestling Figure Podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorites. Uh, I now listen to it religiously. They just talk about collecting wrestling figures and they don't talk any business or anything. It's just collecting mm-hmm. wrestling figures. No, that's cool it. when they're you know, when you're into it to that point. 
Yeah, and you know how I am, especially with WWF Hasbro's. Oh yeah, yeah. So they are, and they they they're friends with a zombie sailor friend of mine, a good guy. Um, he was actually the one who turned me on to it. Uh, zombie sailor toys, check him out. He's he's got a exclusive pin for their podcast coming out. If you like old collecting old wrestling figures, listen to them. They talk. They have like inside info too on the new stuff too. So if you're into that, like the Mattel elites and shit. They're into it. So we kind of did a big tangent there, but worth it. Always room for it. All right. Uh, we're on to your next pick, Squeeze. No, 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 no. Let's talk about how awesome Ghostbusters is. Oh, we do we have another hour? I mean, we can. All right. Well, look, we can go to my next pick. I just... We can't move on. I need a little Bobby Brown. So when I'm thinking Ghostbusters... And when I'm Ghostbusters 2, there's only one song. I mean, first of all, I think about his cameo appearance when he asks about a proton pack. Oh, yeah. And he, and he says, oh, man, my kid brother was, he goes, eh, it's really not a toy. I think of one song, mm-hmm. and it's this song. This is not on only on my Halloween playlist, Squeezer. This is on my everyday playlist. Oh, I love this song. Yeah. This is in my head as I'm driving to work. Because nothing says driving through the cornfields of suburban eastern Pennsylvania like, uh, you know, New Jack Swing. <laughs> New Jack Swing, uh... You can't get any better than that. New Jack Swing. It's like the rap singing marriage of New Jack Swing. Bobby Brown. Which I was huge into, but I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I realized. But, uh, we've talked about this on the show before, but the, the current president of the United States is in this music video. Yes. Right outside his building. It's so, it's so windy, too, in the music video. <laughs> Great song. You know what? I, a lot now, of people this is, consider I, you this. Know what? You, you want to you have something badass? This, this is when when I make my when I make my return to amateur professional uh, backyard wrestling. It's gonna this be is my entrance. Well, a, a lot of people would consider this the official theme song for Ghostbusters Two. Um, like Ghostbusters were, by, was for Ghostbusters 1. I mean, they basically wrapped the entire uh, plot to the movie in the last verse. Uh, which, here's a good story. So apparently, not apparently, I saw a Venom. Uh, there's a song called Venom by Eminem. And mm-hmm. he goes back to the old school of wrapping the plot of the movie in the song. And I fucking loved it. I, yeah, I I can't tell you enough how much I love the movie Venom and how I awesome. hope to see more from it. All right, here we go. A little, 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 little plot by Bob Brown. Everybody get ready. If you haven't seen Ghostbusters 2, spoiler alerts. Because <laughs> Bobby Brown's about to drop some knowledge on us. Here we go. Too hot to handle, too cold to 
That? I'm surprised he didn't say like interior night. <laughs> I know. Can I get a little credit for hitting the post on that one? That was beautiful, by Thank the way. You. Yes. Thank you. That was not rehearsed. That's how much I listened to the song. Uh, I I thought I thought you were setting me up. No, I straight hit the post up on that. No, one. no, 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 no. I you hit the post, but when when you were talking about when you were talking about wrapping the plot to a movie. I, I, I just assume that you were setting me up. Oh, yeah. I mean, we might as well move on, right? I mean... <laughs> it, it, we, we come from an era of wrapping the plot to a movie, and nothing better besides this song really does that than this one right here. One of Squeezer's favorites. Here we go. Hey, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't mean this, right? Just kidding, right? Just kidding, just kidding. I know what to do. <laughs> I'm laughing, right? You're losing your head. I mean, I'm losing my head. They do what they wanna do, say what they wanna say, live how they wanna live, play how they wanna play, dance how they wanna dance, stick and they stop afraid. They do what they wanna do, say what they wanna say, live how they wanna live, play how they wanna play, dance how they wanna dance, stick and they stop afraid. Then it's kicking they slap a friend and family. I love this goddamn song. This is my go-to. Uh you get me shit faced in the bar and <laughs> I'm, this I'm going to sing you one of two songs. And I you won't know what it is until the music hits. One of them's Adam's Family Groove. Uh the other one is uh Shadow Boxer. <laughs> I can belt that shit out. I figured it'd be purple rain. Um, oh, well, you know what? I might have to because, uh, I was told that, you know, since uh, Lil Squeezette's going to be a princess for Halloween, I get to be prince. Oh, there you go. And not a prince, but I made very clear. Okay. I get to be prince. Bring your... And Mrs. Squeezer's like, no, 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 no. A prince. I'm like, no, no, no. Prince. Bring your other pair of pants in the studio tomorrow and I'll cut the butthole, the butt cheeks out for you. (laughs) Ah, I can't wait to go trick-or-treating as Prince. <laughs> um, oh, I can be Zombie Prince now. Yeah, Too can. soon? Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's fine. Okay, good. Um, I mean, his family basically picked up the carcass as soon as he was That's dead, so. very true. I'm probably more heartbroken than there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Adam's Family Groove. Off of uh, the famed uh, Too Legit to Quit but also off of the Adams Family soundtrack from 1991. Um, hey, RK, buddy. Yeah, bud. How many award-winning songs do you have on your list? <sighs> Did Red Bride Hand win anything? Oh, Don't Fear the Reaper. I think that won something. All right, well, just say no so we can... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. 
Wait, are you are you doing Don't Fear the Reaper next? Oh no no, I thought you meant my I thought you meant my playlist. No no no, on, on our list today on our show. Oh zero. All right, I have at least one award-winning song on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Adam's Family Groove. This one a Raspberry for worst original song. Oh, I thought you were gonna say a Blockbuster Entertainment Award. <laughs> uh, I, it probably it probably could win. I don't know which, which is more prestigious. Which is probably more embarrassing than the Raspberry. <laughs> I'd rather take the Raspberry. If you if you if you I had to show up at one or the other, yeah, I'm showing up at the Raspberries. Yeah. People did do that. I know there's a couple famous oh, kinds yeah. of people showing yeah. up to receive their raspberries. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, yeah. So not not the uh, most. Um, what we were talking about earlier, how how songs can uh, drive the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this isn't exactly you know going to you know break down walls and barriers. Now, this is by um, MC Hammer, right? It's MC Hammer. Didn't yep. he? Did he do? He did a song basically describing the plot of the first Ninja Turtles movie, correct? Or was that Vanilla Ice in the second? Didn't Vanilla it? Ice in the second. Hammer didn't do a turtle song. I don't think so. No, no, right. no. Uh, no, no. Ice did uh, Ninja Rap. You have a thing for Hammer, don't you? Because you did Hammer Time on the cartoons. Yeah, I do. Well, that his was my first big. Like I was all in. I had this on cassette. Did you? Have you know, this was like pants? one of my. Yeah, like this was my first like real like uh what was I? I was seven no, I'm sorry. eight. I was eight. So, like up. I was I was finding my way in the music, like, oh this is what people like. Squeezer. Yo. A fact check, MC Hammer did do a song in the first movie. This is what we do. You wanna hear it? Yeah, yeah. Alright, I'm playing it. This is what we do. This is what we do. Oh yeah, yeah. This is it when they're when you're getting the uh, the tracking shot through the warehouse with the kid. Yeah. So, oh yeah, but this wasn't like exclusive to the no, movie. Like, no, this wasn't... no. Okay, yeah. It, I mean, it was used in the movie, but it wasn't. I I was thinking like a ninja turtles dancing, yeah, kind of. You know what? No. Wow, that was ninja whatever, but... ninja rap. Yeah, but no, no. Okay, I didn't. Shit, I didn't know that was a hammer song. Yeah, yeah. That's like my favorite scene in the whole movie. I'm like, wow, I want to be these kids. Fuck the turtles. Yeah. <laughs> With all those fucking Sony stereos and shit. Yeah, yeah. Sony stereos, pool tables, arcade games, yeah. menthol cigarettes. I'm in. <laughs> I had no idea what a menthol cigarette was when I was nine years old. Yeah, but, but I knew I wanted one. <laughs> I know I wanted one. Uh, that's great. Um, what, what, what was your... Please tell me you had parachute pants, though. No, I had Zubas. Does that count? Kind of. Everyone had Zubas. Everyone had Zubas. It was the rule. I did. My mom wouldn't let me. I have them now that I'm a grown man. I'm a big boy <laughs> who can do what I want. But when I was a kid, my, <laughs> oh, okay. my mom wouldn't let me have them. Although she, um, would, she would force me to watch horror movies. She wouldn't let me have Zubas. And both are horrific. <laughs> um, I know I talked this on a previous show, right? I had to. Yes. Yes. It was in there. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't find it. I went back because I don't want to reiterate, but who cares? Because it's Halloween. We should add and... MC Hammer to our bingo card that Enchantress is making because you've, okay. you've talked about him enough that this goes out there with like me talking about King of the Hill, ding, or Hit and Run, ding. <laughs> <laughs> What's Hit and Run about? 
Oh, John Peters and Peter Gruber and them taking over Hollywood for Sony Pictures. I love this damn song. I don't know why. I had the cassette. I had the single. Uh, and I love the Adams Family at the time. So it was this whole, like, just amalgam of awesomeness happening all at once. Um, and the video itself is ridiculous. Like, it's just, it's Hammer dancing and then clips of the movies mixed in. And then Wednesday and Pugsley would be there, like, you know, decapitating him and torturing him and stuff like that. Um <laughs> It really is like a. Uh, it's a continuation of the the torture and murdering of rappers, just but starting with nothing but trouble, and continuing on through Adam's family. Nothing but trouble with um, uh, Chevy Chase or well, uh, no, uh, Tupac and Digital, Digital Underground. Digital Underground, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, what was his name? The big nose. The big Humpty. Nose. Humpty Dump. Yeah. Humpty Dump, uh, sir, uh, no, well, Humpty, Dan, uh, yeah, Dude. no, I'm trying to think of his real name. I, I, forget, I forget it. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. Digital Underground. People are screaming right now. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? You should know this if you're going to talk about it. Oh, my God. Tupac. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's two o'clock in the morning. It's our third time we're doing this show, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, it doesn't say. Doing the hum, digital underground. I thought his name. Oh, the Humpty Dance. Yeah, but it wasn't his name. That was Greg Shock G. Oh, Humpty Hump was his name. Humpty Hump, Greg Shock G. Jacobs. Yeah, Shock G. Yeah, Humpty Hump. Um, here's the beautiful thing about Adam's Groove. It's like four minutes long. And it's about three and a half minutes longer than it needs to be. <laughs> but I love this song. And it, it's a lot of the same repeating. And it's just, it's just creating space to fit dance moves in. Um, but yeah, it's really, really repetitive. But yeah, it's and it's also a fun song. Like you, you talk about the Adams family, and it, it lists. You just go down, and it's like what we do. We list things. Yeah. So he's going through and just listing all your favorite characters from the Adams family. Right, like uh, Lurch and Cousin It. Yeah. Now I love the Adams family, so I'm I'm all I'm on board with this. I'm totally on board. Who doesn't love the? If you don't love the Adams family, get the fuck out of here. Come on. Yeah. Don't Watch really. the Munsters, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Herman. Uh, yeah, great, great pick, Squeeze. And don't ever stop talking MC Hammer and Adam's family. Uh, we're on to my last pick. It's been a long night, and um, I'm glad you guys have been with us. Uh, but if you get tired and fall asleep, just beware and always know you can call on oh, no. the Dream Warriors.
Squeezer, we all know my favorite Freddy Krueger movie. And a lot of this is this is a mainstay throughout a lot of the community who likes Friday the thirteenth. I'm sorry, it is late. <laughs> Nightmare on <laughs> Elm Street. Um, Dream Warriors is a favorite amongst many people. And mm-hmm. um, it's it's because it was it was a fun team up. It was about a bunch of kids who've been terrorized by Freddy who've been committed and they realize that the only way to stop them would be to dream up, to team up. Was this, wait, was this movie released in the mid-80s? <laughs> a substitute observation, Scooter. It was released in 87, and the video for this is really cool because it's got original footage of Freddy Krueger. Dawkins is the band that performs this. Probably the only time they were ever cool in the history of being Dawkins. Uh, I'm sorry, Donnie. They what could the be listening right now. I know, Donnie, it's Donnie's no, favorite. They don't have the money to What's that? I was being mean more. Uh, well, uh, our friend Donnie's, it's his favorite band. So, Donnie, by any chance you get so bored down in Florida, you start listening to our podcast. I'm sorry. Um, I have this uh, single on vinyl, so that's that's what that says about me. Um, but uh, Patricia Arquette, who plays uh, Kristen in the movie, uh, She's being menaced by Freddy Krueger, but she's rescued by Dawkin, who drives Freddy off with the power of rock music. Um, And the end of the video, Freddy wakes up in bed screaming, revealing that the video was his nightmare, and exclaims, what a nightmare, who were those guys? Which is, I don't know if that's, like, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's Dawkin, no shit, I would have a nightmare about them too. Uh, sorry to shit on Doc, and I do love this song, and it's great for a um, it's great for a, uh, a Halloween playlist because you know it's it's a rock a heavy like that's the other thing if you're not rapping about a, a movie in the '80s, you're singing a, a power ballad to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all. That's all I've got. That's that's ten songs we just gave you for your Halloween playlist. What do you think, Squeezer? It's spooky. Spooky as shit. Uh, yes. And a lot of fun. So next week, we don't know what we're talking yet, but it's going to be something Halloween. Something Halloween. We're going to give you I just wanted to say weenie. Halloween. Um, and then after that, we're getting close to our 100th episode. We're at 97. That's going to be 98. We're going to do 99, and then you're going to get 100. Oh, shit. You got to start doing our work. Then we're going to get into the Christmas season, so it's, it's <sighs> a lot, we have a lot ahead of us on Rad Years, so check us out at radyears.com. We got YouTube content coming for those people emailing us. Keep emailing Squeezer at squeezer at radyears.com. I'm Mark yes. Nice things. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, stay spooky this Halloween season with these songs. I'm RK. I'm a Squeezer. You guys have a good night.